Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to tell you what the most important things in the world, or excuse me, in the land, are to us this week. And we're going to do another uh, another edition of our Attraction Envy segment, Toontown versus Storybook Circus in Walt Disney World. All that coming up next from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, episode 739 for the week of August 6th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams help you plan every aspect of your next Disneyland vacation, all at no additional charge. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Senior Content Director for the Diz, Ms. Jackie Gailey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Out in California, our Associate Producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. And uh, the lovely and talented editor and contributor to the Diz, uh, Ms. Katrina Manzoni. Stop, you flatter me. Hi, everybody. I tell you all the time how beautiful you are <laughs> and how know, much I, I love, love you. I love it. Okay? Because you are and I do. Keep it going. And another beautiful woman that I absolutely adore, who I'm so thrilled can be on these shows with us, Miss Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie. Hello, everybody. And I don't think people realize the history Mary Jo has with this site. Um, I mean, MJ, we're going back to, like, the beginning. Um, Yeah, almost. Like, what was it, like, 99 um, December of 1998 is when 90, I found the Diz. <clears throat> when she found the oh. Diz. And she became a moderator on the boards. Yeah. And then when I launched uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel, you became, you were an agent with me for many years. Yes. Uh, with Dreams, um, now a webmaster on the boards and a moderator of the Disneyland Forum on the boards. And she does this. And she's always done it out of the goodness of her heart. And she's been an amazing friend to me. And I absolutely <laughs> adore her. So... I just thought Thank I would you. say all that. Yeah, the feeling's mutual. It better be. Aww. It better be. <laughs> or I'm going to come out there and make you know fun I of your castle. You. <laughs> that has hey, been. A, and just so the, you know what. Yeah, and then, then she gibbers at me. Exactly. This has been an ongoing thing with Mary Jo and I for years. I know it gets under her skin <laughs> when I make fun. I love the castle, Disneyland Castle. I do. But I always make fun of it. I say it looks bigger to her because she's so small. And I say things like, you know, be careful walking down Main Street. You don't trip over that castle. And then she, oh, and, and, and then you write to me in Spanish, insulting <laughs> our castles. Yeah, well, I went on, on, on Facebook. I would like go, go do the, the, the Google translation. Oh, man. Because she would like, whenever I make fun of the castle, she yells at me in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. So I would go on Facebook, I go on Google and do the Google Translate and then post that back to her on Facebook, which she loved. That's amazing. I was, I was dying. 
I had to show my daughter Kelly, and I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Oh, and, then, and then, of course, I responded, and then he just kept adding more. It was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was I, fun. Google Translate makes it easy. So, I mean, but like, grammatically, was it correct? Like, when Google Translate yeah. does it? Yeah. For, I, I say, 99.9%. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. good to know. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I All right. probably shouldn't admit that to you, though. <laughs> yeah, because now I can do I can I can do stuff with that. Yeah. I can do stuff with that. All right, so uh, we are making a little change to our format, um, and you know, at, we kind of we, we rebooted this show a little over a month ago, and um, I'm going to play around with this format until I get it where I want it. Oh, and you know, I didn't mention. Uh, we are recording. Uh, we recorded last week's show and this week's show at the same time because I'm heading out to California, and I didn't even mention that Rhino isn't here because Rhino is on his way right now. As I'm recording this, on his way to California. When you watch this, we will still be in California. Um, but uh, what's that? He's gone. He's stop with that. Stop with that. He's gone. Oh, that was good. Okay, so like, and uh, uh, just so, so people understand, in the Tuesday show uh, this past week, um, people were asking where Steve Porter was, and Craig was monitoring the chat room, and Craig said he's gone. Some people thought he had died. Some people thought he had been fired. Okay, um, it's a cruel joke. So we don't we don't say that. We don't say that. Rhino is just not in the room right now. He is out in California. Um, he's not dead. He's just unavailable. Um, so anyway, good, <laughs> what we're going to do, um, you know, we, we uh, because we pre-record the show, the show um, you know, sometimes a few days ahead of time, sometimes a couple weeks ahead of time, depending on travel schedules, uh, it's really tough for us to do news stories the way we would do on the Tuesday show because by the time the show goes out, it's an old story. So instead of doing a news block per se, uh, what we're going to do is what the, the most important thing to us this week is. And then everybody goes around. So it's kind of a combination. It could be a news story. It could be like what would be a rapid fire in the other show. Um, and so we're going to we're gonna do that this week. Um, and I am going to start off by saying the most important thing to me this week is that they have announced that uh, the start of the holiday celebrations at Disneyland will be November 9th. And I have not had a chance to be out there too many times during the Christmas season at Disneyland, but oh my, they do it so good. If you're a Walt Disney World guy like I am, um, it's just taken to a whole nother level out there. Uh, First of all, they decorate everything. They don't just decorate Main Street and call it a day, which is what we do which has bothered me for years. Uh, The entire park is decorated, and there's so much special stuff. And look, I love what we do for holidays out here. I'm not saying I don't. But um, the Christmas uh, Fantasy Parade's coming back. Uh, Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks is coming back. Um, It's a small world holiday. They do an overlay of their small world, uh, all themed for the holidays. Um, Haunted Mansion Holiday actually starts, like, in late September... Uh, because they do the overlay for Halloween. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. So they just kind of keep it up through Christmas because it covers both both holidays. Um, what there is no word on yet is whether Jingle Cruise is going to be coming back because it was not there in 2017. Um, so we don't know if Jingle Cruise is coming back, but 
we can always hope for that. Uh, California Adventure um, doing their uh, their special you know festive foods marketplace, uh, which is I believe entitled uh, Viva Navidad. Is that correct, Mary Jo? That's one section. It's, yeah, Festival of the Holidays. Festival of the Holidays. Um, yeah. Cars Land, what they do in Cars Land, decorating Radiator Springs for the holidays is so cool. Uh, really, really creative. Um, and, of course, we don't know whether World of Color uh, Season of Light is going to be happening, if World of Color on any level is going to be happening, and you're saying it's yeah. not. Well, we can hope. Craig, my producer, is the death of hope. Um, that is actually his <laughs> given name. His mother named him that when he was born. Death of Hope Williams. Um, we, we just call him Craig because it's easier. Um, but uh, Craig is back there going, it's not, it's not. Um, so. It will <laughs> oh, be you a got great something smart you want to say? Though. I know you do. I, no, I'm, I just can't think about who the sidekick is like on uh, Regis and Kelly or whoever it was back then. Oh, Gelman? Yeah, Gelman. Oh, like you're yeah. Gelman. You're Mike McGelman. Yeah, totally okay. Gelman. <laughs> like, so you can slightly hear me in the background. <laughs> totally Gilman. So, but I'm very worth, excited. I'm very excited about the holidays out. At, yeah, uh, and I, I think it's worth noting too that unlike in Disney World, where if you want to take in all of the holiday magic, you need to get that extra ticket for the for like the Christmas party. You know, in Disneyland, there's no Christmas party. It's just you know holidays all the time. So oh, you can you see guys. The, you can see the fireworks and you can see the the parade, the parade all without an extra ticket. So yeah, it's not a and hard ticket. California Adventure, you mentioned Viva Navidad. That's a whole nother production with oh, yeah. their celebration. That's wonderful. I love what, it. What do they do? Yeah. They have a, it's a, it's not really a parade. It's a celebration with characters that, that come out. And they have these huge puppets that are, what, they're like 14 feet high that they go back and forth from South, it's a South American, Central and South American celebration of Christmas. And it's a musical show that they put on kind of like a parade with mariachis and Brazilian music also that that's just so exciting when you listen to it and you and the dancers and everybody, right? You, you cannot watch part, that show without smiling. Yeah, I know. my favorite part is the three caballeros are there. Like yes. That's that's like the, the, the highlight for me because I, I do love that show. It's really cool. So I'm happy that it's coming back. So very excited, very excited about the holidays at Disneyland starting November 9th. Um, Jackie, what's the most important thing to you this week? Well, with all the construction that we've been seeing at Downtown Disney, um, they are actually starting today, going to start having um, food trucks every afternoon. So they're gonna be on the West End, and we don't know how long they're gonna be there, but, um, you know, because that area is if it's, supposed to close. Soon. I'm sorry to interrupt, but if it's a if it's supposed to be a distraction from the construction, it's going to be there for like three years. Yeah, but yeah, because it's going to be they're going to close that whole area soon. But they've got so so we discovered that they have all kinds of balloons and colorful banners and tables and chairs. So it's kind of cool what they've got set up now today. So we'll see if you know how long it's going to be. Yeah, they needed something like that because that entire section is like ghost town right now. There is yeah. nothing going on. Every store is shuttered. 
and there's just it just seems weird and quiet over there. So it's nice that they're trying to you know plus it up with the balloons and the yeah. and the and the trucks. And, and stuff. they're bringing back the trucks because we've had the trucks before in the summers. So I'm glad that they're bringing back the food trucks again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, Tyler. What about you? What's your favorite thing this or most important thing this week? Well, uh, mine is just kind of a. I'm a little bit concerned of. I mean, we talked about Bing Bong in the last episode, Bing Bong, Bing Bong Sweet Stuff opening up, and we've talked about uh, Paradise Pier, you know, Lamplight Lounge, like not exactly being ready, not having everything completely done. And so I just am starting to worry that I don't know if Disney's getting a little cocky or if they just were in a rush and maybe maybe it won't be the same thing here, but I'm starting to worry a little bit about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and having that open up before it's ready for prime time. Because uh, we've seen, you know, we were talking about it in the last episode, how like the centerpiece of the candy shop isn't even in place yet at the time of the recording. And and it's like, that should be kind of, to me, that the highlight needs to be there. The, you know, their drinks weren't even running properly. So it's just like, I hope that, when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens, we're not walking around going like, oh, there's a construction wall there still, and oh, you know, uh, and we're hearing from cast members, oh yeah, that'll come, you know, this will come at a later date. I hope that we have the droids running around and the characters and all the stuff that they've talked about when they first open, because if not, I think that's a big miss for Disney. And it, so I'm just starting to get concerned that they are pushing too hard for these things and but I and I hope that it's not a trend you know I think though the the difference being that you know where there were clearly budgetary concerns with the overlay to Pixar Pier I mean they were clearly they were trying to do it as inexpensively as they could and and that's part of the reason why some of these things weren't ready I don't think that's an issue with Galaxy's Edge um Billions and billions of dollars are being thrown at this project on two coasts right now. Um, and whereas they had to do Pixar Pier in the span of what, three months, roughly? Mm -hmm. uh, they had like uh, nine, eight or nine months. Yeah. Was Pixar Pier was closed that long? It was closed for a yeah, while. Was it? Definitely the Incredicoaster and things like that were, were, it took about nine months, I think, for Incredicoaster to be complete. Okay, um, so I stand yeah. corrected. So it was closer to nine months, but still, um, I because I, I, that's what I I had heard was that a lot of the stuff was budgetary. That you know they just they wanted to kind of do it on the on the cheap as much as possible. Um, which you'd think they would have learned the lesson from the original building of California Adventure when they had to turn around and spend another billion plus dollars you know, completely rehabbing that park. Um, I don't think that's, I think from a, from a, if it's a planning issue, that's one thing, but the amount of money the company is throwing at this, um, and the importance that is placed on its success. Um, I, I'm, I, I would be, I would be stunned. I would be stunned if it's not ready for prime time the day it opens. Yeah. I mean, Go ahead, you go ahead. I'm just really hoping that ours is a little bit more ahead of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that's being built at um, Hollywood Studios because Disney promised that Disneyland's 
would open first. So I'm hoping that we're a little bit, I don't know, more like we have most of the stuff done prior to opening. So we're ahead of schedule in a way. So it's actually completely done by the time it opens because well, ours is supposed to open how many months? Two I months in front of yours? I, 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 I can't say where I get this from. Um, but suffice it to say, it comes from a very, very good source. Um, the amount of pressure being put on the contractors to get this done on time and get it done right is extraordinary. Oh, I bet. That's about as much as I'm comfortable saying. Um, and but, it needs to be. This is yeah. this is like going to be a flagship thing. I well, mean, this that's is why be I what say want to come. That's why I said that I think it's we're maybe comparing apples and oranges here, looking at Galaxy's Edge and Pixar Pier. Um, Pixar Pier was an overlay. Pixar Pier was, I think, they ran into things they didn't expect. Um, whereas with Galaxy's Edge, they're literally building something from the ground up, and I think they probably have more experience with that and a better a better project planning uh, mindset with that than maybe with with Pixar Pier. I'm I'm just grasping at straws here, but my guess is that the the level of importance placed on this. I don't think Bob Iger was wringing his hands wondering how Pixar Pier was going to go. But I will tell you, Bob Iger is, a, is like on top of everything that is going on with Galaxy's Edge. So I think there's a, there's, there's a little bit of a difference there. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to allay your feels, fears, Tyler. No, I, you know, I, t- I, you I tend to agree with you that I, would, that I would think that they're going to put a lot more eggs in their basket with the... Or not, I don't know if that's a good way to say it, but I, I tend to agree with you that they are really focusing on Galaxy's Edge and that they don't want to screw that up. I mean, that that would be... I, again, I just hope that we don't get there day one and it's like a lot of the features are missing because, you know, we talked about Pixar Pier too, but one of the other things was like over in Disney World, you know, Toy Story Land opened up and even that has some issues with it. You know, there's no shade. They have to redo all of the barricades that they've put all over the place there. Their menu items, you know, aren't working out 100% at the Woody's lunchbox. Just things like that. That it seems like it just should get ironed out. And I know Toy Story Land again is nowhere. That's not. That's no Galaxy's Edge. I get it, but uh, it it's still it's still a trend that I don't like. And I'm and I hope that they, you know, learn their lesson and and do do the diligent work that's required to get Galaxy's Edge where it needs to be right when it opens. And and little little known fact. Uh, well, first of all, not little known, but uh, you know, uh, Tyler is my producer out on the West Coast. Um, but the little known fact is that his name at birth was also Death of Hope. So it's Death of Hope Crouch um, out in California, and Death of Hope Williams out here in Orlando. So just little little inside tid- little inside tidbit for all of you who followed us for any length of time. All right, thank you, Tyler. What about you, Katrina? What's important to you this week? Merchandise. I love merchandise. <laughs> That's like my thing. So we went to the Disneyland Hotel and they just brought out like whole new kind of like little area, bringing back the 50s vibe when Disneyland Hotel first opened. Oh, oh, my. oh I have to go now. Ah, so here's one of the shirts that we got. Oh. So, in the, so here's the front old Disneyland Hotel sign and then the back. Oh, no, 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 no. no. For those listening, for those listening. (laughs) Very cool. Look at that. So it has Mickey Mouse and a cool red convertible car pulling up to the hotel, getting ready. 
to have a dinner date with Minnie Mouse, probably. Oh, I so have to have that shirt. <laughs> and then uh, for... We're going to be twinsies. Twinsies. And also, they do have a dark gray one with Thank just you. the Disneyland Hotel logo on the front. Uh, we didn't get that one. And then for women, unfortunately, it's not as cool as that shirt. But it's also unisex, so it's fine. So you can get that, too. But for the women, it's like a nice, thin hoodie. It's a zip-up hoodie, but with cool Minnie Mouse. I don't know if you can see that. She's, like, hanging out, getting some sun uh, on a little, I don't know, like well, a little late for, lounger. Uh, and it's embroidered, too, which I really love. And so this is going for $49.95, this uh, zip-up. It's really thin, super soft. The T-shirt, sorry, $24.99. So it's actually not bad of wow. a price. Yeah, usually it's yeah. like $32.99, yeah. I would say, for sometimes. But this is $24.99, so it's a good steal. Also, they do have keychains um, the like that's double-sided. So one side is Mickey Mouse with like the car and in front of the hotel. And then on the other side is Minnie Mouse uh, hanging on the lounger, getting some sun with her cool little sunglasses. They have a magnet. Oh, wow. And so, so, so for yeah, those, so, hold, oh, Katrina, hold on just a second. I just want to make sure, sure for those who are listening and not watching, um, we have to make sure we get pictures of this stuff posted. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, we have pictures. And, uh, so that you guys can see it. But it's all this really cool retro-looking merchandise from the Disneyland Hotel going back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really wish they made the a shirt days. for this. But oh. I love all the characters. Donald Duck hanging out, getting ready to go in the pool, but Goofy's t pretty much taking up the whole pool. And awesome. And I just, I just think it's really neat. So I'm really I love happy the that Disneyland Hotel got this. I love the logo. You're, it's on the magnet, right? The happiest day on Earth. Yeah, so That's the hilarious. happiest. That's so cute. Oh, yeah, there is also on the. Oh, my gosh, my bad. This is my whole point. So, yeah, so also it says it on the women's sweater that it says the happiest day on earth. I don't know on if you can see On the sleeve. Oh. So it has the happiest day on earth. So. That's cool. Good pointing that out, Mary Jo. Thank you. I almost forgot about that. That was like my. And whole that point. particular uh, item of clothing for women and rhino. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he will wear women's clothes if. The mood moves him. He's probably wearing it now. He's probably wearing it now. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for that, Katrina. What about you, Mary My Jo? What, what's the most important thing to you this week? Well, right now, we're, we've, we're going through some really unusual hot weather here in Southern California, <laughs> particular Anaheim that's inland. Um, not as bad as before. It was up to 117 degrees. Hopefully, we won't have another heat wave that, that's, that's that bad. But we're hitting the, don't laugh. High 80s, low 90s, and even up to mid 90s. But we have more humidity now than we used to have. And my cousins were out here from Texas, and I played with them in the parks. And we were all noticing that we were getting hot and tired during the day. So for the visitors who, who come, who are especially if they're going to be coming for more than one day, I highly recommend getting to the parks early in the morning when it's still cool and enjoyable hitting the attractions that might have the queues in the in the sun during that time period or in the evening and then maybe going back to your resort to cool off rest play in the pool or and um just get out of the hot sun during that time or go to the attractions that have longer um that that take longer that aren't so shorter that the queues are are undercover I highly recommend that during this time. Well, let me just say, it's hot. Let me let, let, let me just hot. say, without making fun of because I call them snowflakes when they start complaining about the heat. <laughs> um, 
you know, when I, I was out, everybody was complaining when I was out there last week that, oh, it's so hot. I'm like, this is gorgeous. <laughs> this is beautiful. I mean, you have a breeze. There's, you know. Um, when we get the breeze, that's great. Sometimes we don't get that breeze, though. But you're right. We do get a breeze that cools down the park in the afternoons. Yeah. But I would take the dry heat versus your, your humidity because I could not survive yeah. when we were on vacation a couple weeks ago in Florida. I wanted to die. And so like, I was so happy to come back to 100 degrees in California. And like I was saying before we started recording, you know, literally I have the apocalypse outside my house every afternoon at three. Um, where the, it's, and it, it, it really, it, especially, and it seems worse this summer than it has been uh, in the last few years yeah. um, with this, I mean, just like kind of scary, you know, the thunderstorms yeah. and the hail oh. and... And then it's sunny again, and it's like, okay, it's all good now. It's everything's fine. Yeah, um, the glasses rattle. Oh yeah, at no, our house, like, absolutely. They you can hear them in the cupboard. It's really something. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's. But I, I, I understand your point. The need, you know, if you're well, not accustomed to that, if you don't live in Florida, um, and deal with that on a daily basis, then I understand what you're saying. Right, and our heat heat. wave typically starts in the like mid to the end of August to mid, early mid October, and it started earlier this year. So I don't know if we're going to get a reprieve until we get that real heat wave. We get a lot of Tyler and Katrina are saying no. I don't think so. I'm hoping. I'm like, come on, reprieve, come on. It's not going to happen. It's going to be bad. Debbie Downer over here. Well, there's there's (laughs) death of hope crouch. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) But um. Find me on Twitter. Change your handle. Yeah, I want actually. You know what, folks? I want to see that trend. Hashtag Death of Hope. <laughs> death of Hope. Um, but I, but I, it, it, you know, just because it just because it's hotter in Florida doesn't mean it's not disgusting over here too. I mean, I have yeah. to say, it's just like. It, but you know, like, at least you can hide in the shade over here. I'll give you that. Like hiding in the shade works over here. You can't. But, but you can't. You cannot do that in Florida. You can't but, hide from but anything at the here. same time, you, you can't just be hiding in the shade the entire time you're at Disneyland. So. And one thing also in Florida, when you go into every single building over there, you're blasted with ice cold air. That doesn't happen so much here in California. Um, it'll be cooler, but it's not going to be freezing cold like. I remember when I go over there, how it's. Oh, I don't. Uh, no, I. Uh, I'll tell you something. At least at the Grand Californian, when I was out there last week, you could have hung meat in that lobby. I'm oh like, what gosh. is wrong with you people? I got. I have to go upstairs <laughs> and get a jacket. I'm so cold in here. But you know, like it's. Florida. I think also part yeah. of it too for me is that you know. Um, whereas I live here in Orlando, and Walt Disney World is literally 20, 30 minutes away from me. Um, you know, it's a special trip, no matter, you know, albeit this will be the, the, I'm leaving Sunday, it's the sixth time I've been out there this this year so far. It's still a special trip, so it's someplace I'm visiting, my mindset is different. Um, Yeah. And so I think when you're local and you're experiencing some of this stuff, you have one mindset as opposed to uh, when you're visiting from out of state. So like for me, like I said, it's like, oh, this is gorgeous here. So, but your point's you know, well I, taken. I, I will say at nighttime, you can relax a little more in California than, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. than Florida. Like, no, like Florida, it's just disgusting all times of day. Oh, but, but at least it cools down a little bit in, in California. So 
bit, there's a big difference. I think you're right, Tyler. When once that sun hits the goes down and you've got the trees and the buildings giving shade in that late afternoon, it's the difference is palpable here, and yeah. it's so much more enjoyable. So don't go away from the parks thinking that that's it, that it's going to be hot all the time. We luckily, since we're so much closer to the ocean, we get that breeze that does reach Anaheim to that point and cools it down a little bit in the afternoons. But midday, just keep that in mind that you're going to have the sun beating on you. Yeah. All right. That's true. So there's that. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a smart <laughs> I comment. I could go on, but I know that I need to stop now. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. I had a smart comment I was going to make and I decided not to. Um, but all right, let's move on and um, let's do Attraction Envy. Um, this is where we, um, those uh, at World, say what we envy about Disneyland and vice versa. And this week we, we settled on Toontown out in Disneyland versus Storybook Circus here in, uh, here in Orlando. Um, and actually, you know what, Tyler, I'm going to let you start. Yeah, sure. So... For me, there is no contest. I think that Toontown blows Storybook Circus right out of the water. And it's for a couple of reasons. It's number one, the Toontown theming is off the charts. Like everywhere you go in that area, there's windows that have little jokes on them. There's little interactive, like you can open a mailbox and you can hear the letters talk to you. There's, There's all these fun things to do uh, that are just like you could miss them if you're just walking by quickly. And then the second thing for me is Toontown has Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, which is one of the best dark rides, I think, in Disneyland for me personally. And I think Roger Rabbit is a really underused character, especially because, you know, I mean, the subject matter and the, the movie itself is not necessarily for small children. Uh, and so I just love to see that stuff. And actually, you know, as long as I'm talking about rides, I guess I would say I even like Gadget's Go Coaster better than uh, better than uh, Barnstormer, Goofy's Barnstormer. And it's simply because it it represents a character who is again seldom seen. Gadget, uh, for those who don't know, is from Rescue Rangers, and she built this whole roller coaster out of you know small little like q-tips and just different things like that and um when you're in the when you're in the actual ride station you can see all these rescue rangers you know emblems and you can see all the artwork that she put together for all of her blueprints and everything and so yeah her goggles are like hanging on the uh, are hanging on like one of the hat the hat racks or whatever and you know those are some of the main things. But then on top of that, you can meet, I mean, you can meet characters at Storybook Circus, but the character interaction in Toontown is just plussed up by the fact that you're in Mickey Mouse's house. You're in Minnie Mouse's house. It's got this whole lead up to the characters that, you know, you don't get when you're in Storybook Circus. It's literally just you're waiting in a line and then you see them you know, in their circus costumes, which I do like. I think the circus costumes are, are neat. You know, the one place that Storybook Circus has us on is they've got Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo is, is you know, obviously a classic attraction. 
and they have two Dumbos as well. They have two different rides, so it's got a twice the the capacity is twice as high. Um, but that for me kind of sums up my feelings on it. I just feel like Toontown has so many nooks and crannies, has all these great attractions, and it just for me personally the theming is there. It's like you walked into the Roger Rabbit movie. It's 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 really amazing what they've done. And Storybook, to me, the circus theme is just not as interesting. Uh, it's That might just be my opinion, but there you well, go. Well, I, <clears throat> I... I get what you're saying. I don't fully disagree with you. I mean, the theming in Toontown is phenomenal. Now, if we're just going to go off theme, then I got to give it, I would agree, give it to Toontown. However, Toontown is also the single most congested place on the face of the planet. There are so it's a small area. If you're not on a ride or in a store, it just is like this, just like this, this conflagration of people. Every, that's why, like, every time I go back there, I have to, like, steal myself because. Because it's not just people; it's like lots of little kids. Because it should be, and so they're all running around, and so like that. Whereas you know, our storybook circus area, you know, is part of actually part of our new fantasy land, um, and I don't necessarily distinguish between the two. Um, so you know, for me, you know, I, and this is something that world I think just does better in general. It absorbs absorbs its crowds better than Disneyland Park does. Our Magic Kingdom definitely absorbs our crowds better. It's larger. And, you know, Disney learned from that in Disneyland when they built World. Um, but, and I am, I'm, I am not a fan of Cartoon Spin. I'm just not a fan of Cartoon Spin. Oh, um, oh my gosh. I just, I yeah, it doesn't I mean, do it, it for me. If it, ha- if it has to do with the spinning, then you know, that's an optional thing. Like, it's not necessarily like, you know, the teacups, you're going to spin. There's no there's no way around spinning on the teacups. But in Cartoon Spin, for those that don't know, you have a steering wheel and you can spin it around however you want. And I actually think that's one of the fun things. I'm not necessarily spinning my car around the entire time, but sometimes I'm, like, going through the ride backwards so that I can, you know, see certain things that I haven't seen before. And that's the really cool thing about that ride, too, is it, is they had to design it from a 360-degree perspective. I'll, tr- I'll try it again when I'm out there. And you can also try to have it stop spinning. Like, Rhino and I, the last time he was out here, well, not the last time he was out here, when he, when he was with me, we tried going through and having it not spin. So you're using all your muscle power to try having it not spin. Yeah, and here's we're... my point. Here's my point. <laughs> I, I, if, if, if not getting motion sickness requires that I have to go to the gym for a week before I do the attraction, that's a problem for me. Um, so, and that was like, you know, it's like, oh, this is too much work. I, you know, I, there are other places I have to work. I don't want to do that when I'm in an attraction. That's just one of the things. Just something, I mean, I loved the movie and everything, but the movie didn't, like, affect me the way, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin... Um, and uh. some of the other classics, the modern classics, uh, uh, Disney films did. Um, so I don't have that emotional attachment to Roger Rabbit the way I do to some other things. So I think that may also play into that. But I also don't have an overarching emotional attraction to Dumbo either. 
Um, but I, uh, I really appreciate the way they did the storybook circus area. It was a much needed area focusing on kids, and because of its, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's part and parcel with New Fantasyland. Um, it's wider and it's easier to navigate, and I don't know. I just so I'm not like from a theming standpoint, one thousand percent absolutely goes to Toontown, no questions asked. But there are other aspects I think of Storybook Circus that should not be overlooked. The water play area, for example, um, especially given the heat and the humidity that we have here. Great place for kids to cool off. It's really sequestered in the back, um, so that it's not like because there have been like like there are certain water play areas where you're walking through Epcot or something, and you're yeah. like, I really don't want to get wet here. Um, so I liked where they put it. Um, I like that I can go through Storybook Circus and take the path that 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 path back over to uh, Tomorrowland. From there, without having to go back through the park, yeah, um, I like the way that flows. Um, uh, there's cool, some cool merchandise shops uh, in story, the Storybook Circus area. Um, so, and you know, there's a cool meet and greet area back there as well, right by the uh, right, right by that water water attraction. So, I think again, theming absolutely Toontown, but. This is not as cut and dry as like you know your pirates versus our pirates. Um, yeah. Not nearly as cut and dry in my opinion. What do you think, Jackie? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of with you on that because um, Toontown is another place that is a really special place for me because we took our first family photo on um, Chippendale's treehouse right there on the stairs, and there were eight of us. So it was my husband and I, our two kids and my brother and his wife and my parents. So we started out as just eight and now we are 10 and cause they've got two kiddos. And so we're hoping to recreate that picture, but really oh. special. Um, so, and the little roller coaster there was my kid's first roller coaster ever. Oh. So I, and they even got to jump in Goofy's bounce house when it was, when you could jump in there and now everything is hard so you can't the kids can't jump in there um but it's still really cool and you know mickey and minnie's houses are both there to me that is such a big deal because it's all about the mouse right so when you go to disney you have to be able to see where he lives it's that's a thing and when we they, demolished his house. We, we did. We demolished well, I, his house. It's been. I, I can't. I'm not over it yet. I'm not <laughs> over it. I. I'm. I don't want to say I'm angry, but I'm. This is Jackie's angry face, <sighs> by the way. Yes. I'm. <laughs> I'm upset because you don't take away the house of Mouse's house. I mean. That's a mouthful. What is happening here? So. <laughs> And then you can pose on the cars, and you, I have this great picture of my daughter when she was three, and one of the cars there is, um, it's like curvy, and so she was mad, 
And she sat up in that car and she was really mad because we let her older brother drive the steering wheel, you know, sit in the driver's seat. She was as mad as could be. And she curved her entire self to the same curve of this car while she was throwing her hissy fit. And it is the cutest picture you've ever seen. Like she's 16 now, but seriously, the fit she was throwing and the fact that this car was like that made the best picture ever. And so when kids can just get into a car like that and be the driver and whatever happens to be going on, you make the best of it, whatever. She was throwing a fit, I didn't give a rip. Kids throw fits, that's what happens. This is a perfect place to do it. Knock yourself out, honey. <laughs> so, so, so what? Uh, but in ter- do you prefer Toontown over Storybook Circus? I, that I was an ha- awful good. That was an awful good argument for Toontown. I love Toontown. I love it. But at the same time, the circus is so cool. Minnie Mouse and her pink floofy everything is my very favorite thing in the planet. That's that costume that she's got on in that place is my favorite. But if I had to pick one, I would have to say it's got to be Toontown. I mean, Storybook Circus is really cool. I love the peanut shells in the in the concrete. The details in that land are incredible. But it's got to be. Just for reference, they're not real peanut shells. No. When that land opened, the number of people that freaked out because their kids had peanut allergies oh, and they yes. were thinking there were actually peanuts in the the uh, uh, the the sidewalk. Yeah, it's concrete, people. It's, it's yeah. not real peanuts. Well, yeah, yeah. It's I had just, no yeah. idea that happened. What's yeah. that? I said I had no idea that that happened. Oh no, it was like freaking out over a peanut allergy. No, it yeah. was like guest services was overrun when that area first opened with people literally melting, parents melting down, <laughs> freaking out. You're trying to kill my kids. No, no, it's concrete. It's concrete. What is the matter with you? It's obvious. <laughs> it's concrete. The mere image. Of a peanut is going to kill your child? You need help. You need medication. If you think that there's really stinking peanuts in the concrete. Yeah. Sorry. They would never do that. Oh, my gosh. Because Disney's so absent-minded that they don't care about anybody that has allergies. Yeah. Especially peanuts, for crying out loud. I mean, that's... Come on. Yeah. All right. So we got another vote for Toontown. Katrina, I always see where this is going, but go ahead. Toontown. Uh, well, I grew up with Toontown, and also, like, we went back because we're older now. It's it's fun, but when we went with Tyler's cousin's uh, little kid, it just opened my eyes to something completely new, and it kind of brought me back to when I was a kid because Toontown has so many little things that adult eyes can't see, uh, and so it kind of brought me back to when I was a kid, and we we chased him around to like Donald Duck's house and Goofy's, and we went up down like up to Chip and Dale's treehouse. And I'm like, how did I get? How can I get up here? And he's like running up there because it's meant for little kids. But I mean, it just brought me back to just you know pressing the doorbells and seeing what sounds they make and opening up random boxes and seeing what sounds they make. And then the fountain has these like buttons on the bottom, like little plaques, and you just jump on them and they make different sounds. So it's just like, I don't know, you, it's just, it's so kid-friendly, Toontown, that I would, yes, there's no shade, which totally is a bummer, but for a kid to run around and just have at it and just, you know, because when you're younger, you just want to touch things and touch buttons, and sometimes your parents keep saying, no, 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 don't touch that, and here, you're just like, have at it, open the doors, see what sounds they make, and just have fun and just find new things that go on. And then you see characters and, and it just brings that whole land to life. Cause as soon as you go down under that, 
um, bridge, it's just like you open up that whole new, like it's just like a you know, Toontown. It's just like a new world. So I love it. I'm always partial to it. All right. What about you, MJ? <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I like how you said that, Katrina, because I love the entrance to Toontown. You're you're entering into this this Toon world, and I I would have to tell everybody don't listen to Pete about Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin because it was great. <laughs> and I still can't figure out. There's as you as you're at the end of that attraction. There's this black hole um, in the in the. Well, I'm sorry, it's a black area in the wall and then your car goes through it and i don't know how they figured out to do that still how that's they... like my favorite part mary yeah. joe yeah. i love when roger rabbit's like i found a portable hole yeah you go right yeah. through the portable holes from the <laughs> movies and that's that's that is one of the most amazing effects yeah it's just really really cool and also as jackie had mentioned that goofy's bounce house is no longer a bounce house it's true Small kids love going through there and exploring the furniture and the little garden that's out there. Um, I was there with some friends and they had these probably like toddlers and, and a couple, maybe like four to younger. And those kids played in that yard. We had to drag them away so we could go on real attractions because they were having so much fun. And so I would, and then you are also mentioning the, uh, the, pad, the pads, Katrina, around that fountain with the mm -hmm. musical notes. That's just, there's just, like they were saying, so many cool things that you can touch, pull, and do over there in Toontown. After saying that, I do have to caveat, um, I've never been to Storybook Circus then <gasps> in Magic Kingdom. So we just, so many people had said that it didn't measure up to Toontown, but after hearing you, Pete, talk about it, now I... I am going to be going to the to Walt Disney World in January. I'm going to go check out that land. I haven't had the opportunity to explore the Magic Kingdom entirely because we're always concentrating on getting our fast passes and, and going on those attractions that we have to go on. This time I'm going to explore the Magic Kingdom, so I'll go over there. But I have a feeling I'm still going to stay Toontown, that nod. Oh, you know, You're right, Mary Jo. In, in fairness, in fairness, look, you know, they're, they're also very... In, in many ways, very different areas. But um, I, you know, if I honestly, if I have to vote, I'm I'm going with uh, Storybook Circus. Um, you know, I like I said, I I think Toontown's adorable. Um, and you know, again, I don't have kids, so I'm going just from my perspective. And if I'm going to walk around someplace at night. And I have to choose between those two places, hands down. It's Storybook Circus. There's an, and there's a, I think there's also something to be said about the atmosphere that that area of the park takes on at night. It's absolutely incredible. It's unlike any other area in any of the uh, in any Disney theme park. Um, the, all of New Fantasyland, that area at night is absolutely unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the things that like that I think about. Craig, I would imagine if you were on camera uh, as part of this show. <laughs> That where would your vote go? Would it go to uh, Storybook Circus or Toontown? Uh, Brainstormer. Probably Storybook. Brainstormer. So Craig's on my side. Hmm. But I love Roger Rabbit. <laughs> but even loving Roger Rabbit, you would still slightly give the nod. Dumbo's my favorite character. Dumbo's your favorite. Ah. Okay. I am looking forward to trying the the seeing the two Dumbo attractions next to each other. How they how they work that out. See, I think Mary Jo really needs to uh, recuse herself because she's never done uh, 
<laughs> no, I, I refuse to recuse myself. <laughs> I have a question. Do they still have that play area when you're waiting in line for Dumbo when you go inside the circus tent? Yeah. They still oh, yeah. have that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. that's the thing is like over in over in Orlando, the Dumbo is awesome because of that. I mean, even just walking by that play area, I've obviously never been in it because it's it was built while I was an adult. But it's just like you look at it and it's the whole theme of the of the clowns from the circus act in the Dumbo movie. And it's and it's like it kind of is a very neat thing to see. It 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 brings that part of the movie to life, and that just pluses up that attraction, even though you don't get to really experience as a, as an adult. So agreed, agreed. All right. Well, there it is. It uh, what is it? Uh, four to two. Um, <laughs> in favor of uh, Toontown. What so. would Rhino say? Maybe oh, he'd, he'd be all about Toontown. Yeah. He'd be all about Toontown. Oh, okay. Craig, well, you agree with that? His vote out. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost positive I, I it would be a Toontown for him, but I can't really speak for him because I don't. I can't talk like Ethel Merman. Um, all right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of our show. You got that? You like that, Mary Jo? You like that? <laughs> but doesn't he? He sounds like <laughs> Ethel Merman after a sex change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.